When I was pregnant with my youngest son, Sam, I frequently found myself called up short. We just moved and I was working at a new job and our daughter, Alice, was three and fast. And then I was growing a new human on top of that. I found that I was often operating with a very thin margin for error. I was exhausted and I was stressed and I think that often I was not particularly pleasant company. Slowly though we gathered more data points and I began to realize that my more dire moments correlated very closely with how hungry I was. (laughs) It dawned on me that that generally I was not just ready to eat soon, I was desperately hungry. And this was treacherous. My exceedingly patient husband, Jesse, was receiving the bulk of my hungry angst, and I knew that something needed to change. And now, tired as I was, I did not want to recreate the wheel, and so I decided to borrow from the United States government. And I began giving Jesse a heads up by assigning the appropriate color-coded terrorist threat level to uh, my degree of hunger. As in, yellow might be a warning that snacks would be a good idea Or red meant drop everything we need to find food now. It was funny. It was also effective. If I was dangerously hungry, it was was just a whole lot better if we both knew. This, I think, is the conundrum for Jesus and the crowds that keep finding him. These people are hungry. They were hungry yesterday, and Jesus fed them all, and then he continued on his way across the sea with the disciples. And these folks have tracked him down there on the other side, and they are still hungry. I would guess they're also tired and maybe frantic, having traveled all that way to keep up with Jesus. They begin to pester him asking for more, whining for what he has already given them. They want food. They want a sign. How can they put their trust in him without a sign? Never mind that he just fed thousands of people out of next to nothing. They want another sign. Their questions, their their demands, really, they don't seem to match up with what's going on, at least not on a practical level. And it makes me wonder if on a deeper level, they are spiritually famished. Yes, they had bread and fish, their bellies were filled, they were satiated, and they're still searching. They're they're still asking these worried questions. In the pit of their being, it seems that they are ravenous. 
These crowds are, are longing for more, maybe for meaning or for connection, maybe for the kind of stability and protection they have always wanted and maybe never found. They start by asking again for bread and again for a sign. But these pleading questions, they take this sudden turn towards the wilderness. And I imagine Jesus hearing this and maybe taking a deep breath and then sitting down in the dust there on the other side of the water. He knows that this this is going to be a bigger conversation. He invites them to sit down. Our ancestors, they launch in. Do you remember them wandering in the wilderness, lost and weary and feeling forsaken, thinking it had probably been a really bad idea to leave Egypt? Yes, Jesus says, yes. He remembers them. Their line of questioning, obvious as it is, it it reads to me like one of those times when someone asks something for a friend. You know, when someone says, hey, so I've got this friend, and they've got this really tricky situation, and what, what would you do? Do you have any advice for my friend? So, Jesus, they say, our, our ancestors, stuck in the wilderness, hungry and at their wits' end. Remember how God gave them something to eat day after day? What, what do you make of that? Could that ever happen again? You know, just, just asking for a friend. It would be comical if it weren't so heart-wrenching. These people Jesus sees are hungry for far more than bread. The bread matters. Their bodies matter. That's why he fed them already, hosting this whole massive feast. And there's more. It sounds like they are in the wilderness, just like their ancestors, wondering if they're going to make it through. They are lost and longing. It sounds to me like it's a level red hunger. And Jesus' response is to offer himself. Me, he says, eat me. Take me in. Nourish yourself with my being. I am the bread of life, he says. I am bread for this wilderness. It is an intimate and arresting invitation. He's asking them to take stock of how hungry they really are and for what they actually hunger. We're desperate, I hear them say. We're wandering so far from home Our souls are starving. I know, he says, I am bread. Eat me. What would it mean for us if we trusted that Jesus welcomes our hunger and that he hosts it? 
So many places exist where we can go to be filled, and more than filled. And yet I have this growing hunch that we, what we may need most is the space to come and name how hungry we are. A place where we can take a break from attempting to fill that hunger in all the clever ways we have learned. The, the binge-worthy shows on Netflix, or the latest gadgets, or food, or booze, or whatever it is for you. We've tried these. Sometimes they can be great. And from everything that I hear and read and witness in our world, I think we are still so very hungry. The invitation I hear today is to get curious about this hunger to explore it, to to settle in for a while and slowly untangle its tendrils of longing. Friends, where do you experience this great hunger? What is it that you need to be fully alive? What are you yearning for? What resides in your quiet, fervent How can we practice recognizing that deep hunger and name it and offer it up? So much of the time, I think we treat our hunger as an inconvenience at best and a danger at worst. I mean, I'm the one who used the color-coded terrorist threat levels to try to deal with my own hunger. But Jesus shows us this wonderful third way here. He sees that these crowds are wandering in the wilderness, and he sees that maybe we are too. He feeds them physically, and then he asks them to interrogate their deeper hunger. He encourages them to to draw alongside their longing. What is it for you? He seems to suggest that our hunger is not a deficit, but a holy guide showing us the way. And as we meet our hunger, Jesus offers himself to us. This is the mystery we step into when we gather around this table. It is the intimate invitation to brave our hunger to name what it is we most long for, and then come together here. When we reach out our hands, Jesus shows up fully to all our longing, to the hungers we know, and and to the places of tender yearning we haven't yet uncovered. This is why we gather at the table. So what is it for you? What are you profoundly hungry for? Bring that. Come and be fed.